on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella And this is the show for the real Let's say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have a special 75 part edition uh, and you're going to really like this one. This is this is one I've been trying to get done for a while. Um, edition of Real AF. Okay. Uh, putting this out on Sunday for a reason. It's because a lot of you guys are lying to yourselves right now, currently, as you're listening to this, talking about how you're going to fucking start tomorrow and fix all your shit. And so what I hope by having these 75 hard podcasts come out on Sunday is that they will convince you to actually follow through on that promise that you've made to yourself uh, for the last however many months or years, okay? Because I know what that's like. I'm not, I'm not talking shit. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I know what that's like. That's the whole point I created 75 Hard, was to break myself out of that cycle, and it works, um, and it's a real lifestyle, and I have a special guest to talk about that today. But before I get into that, couple reminders. One, Powerless back in stock, uh, just so you know. So if you want a Powerless journal, that, those are back in stock. Two, Otis, The Happy Camper, my children's book, uh, which is book number seven of what I think will be, I thought it was going to be 10, but I actually think it's going to be many more uh, books. And I want to talk to you guys a second about my books. Um, I usually say there's no ads. Guess what? Today we're having a fucking ad. We're going to have it about my shit. All right. The reason I write these books, guys, is because over many, many years of being in the personal development space, I've realized that a lot of parents really want to teach their kids the right things, but we're never actually taught those things themselves or are just now realizing these things um, in their lives. And so for that reason, they don't really know what to teach their kids or how to help their kids along the right path, which as we all know, is probably the most important time in their life. So the reason that we created these books, guys, was really because we needed to get to people sooner, okay? Just like we talk about indoctrination on the, on the left of all this crazy shit, right? Um, well, indoctrination is going to happen either way. So do you want them to be raised with the right values of hard work, uh, doing the right thing, uh, being a good citizen, all of these things that represent what this country is about and should be about? Or do you want them to be indoctrinated by people who want them to believe that, you know, they're fucking... Who knows what they want them to believe, actually. Now, I have no fucking idea. But anyway, this is a tool. These books are a tool, and the kids love them. So um, there's no cursing. You don't have to worry about that. I'm not, I'm not that raw, right? Like, uh, but they are some really helpful books, um, and probably the most rewarding project that I've been a part of uh, because all of the posts and tags that you guys make that use these books um, are awesome, man. It's super incredible, and uh, I really appreciate your guys' support. But anyhow, the new book's available on the website, so you can check that out. Now, with that all being said, on to what will be the greatest 75 hard episode ever, or at least so far, with my man, my good friend, fellow first former here at HQ, Will Grumpke. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, doing well. Doing well. I was actually just uh, wrapped up outdoor workout number two for phase one. So. How was it out there? Just annoyingly enough cold that like when you're doing sprints, yeah. like it just burns the throat the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, it was uh, not too bad. Yeah, I, I, I bowed out of my 75 hard that I started uh, to go the last 75 days of the year. I, uh, I wasn't being able to give it with my injury and shit. I just felt like I was out, not giving it the full intent. I'm still doing everything. So I got to go out and do the cardio here uh, in a little bit. But yeah, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't win. And that's, Part of the deal. that's the reality. I wasn't giving it the proper intent. Now, with that being said, uh, bro, for those of you guys that don't know who Will is, okay, I know a lot of you guys that follow First Form. Um, th this is, first of all, one of my best friends. Uh, he's on the board of our company, okay? Um, he, he's a, a self-made guy, uh, came in, started working at us, uh, how, many, how many years ago? Uh, 2013, so this is eight and a little bit of change. Yeah, and when you started, you were a minimum wage guy. Yep. Yeah, so he started as a minimum wage guy. Um, has built a career here at First Form. He's an executive here at First Form. Literally started from the bottom. Uh, is one of the most incredible dudes that you could ever meet um, for a lot of different reasons. Also one of the toughest guys. And before we get into 75 hard, I want to talk about 
one of the toughest fucking things I've ever witnessed in humanity. Um, and you know what I'm going to talk about, but yeah. you guys, so one day this now, now we'll talk, we'll get into this, but you weren't an exceptional, like gifted endurance athlete, right? No, not at all. I mean, I grew up a fat kid and the very first time that my mom made me, you know, start running or being active to try to lose weight. Like I cried, like yeah. my legs chafed so hard and like just from a mile that I cried and yeah. I was like, nope, this running thing ain't for me. So, yeah. so uh, definitely so, not gifted. So you weren't one of these guys who's just cross country guy and, and a great athlete and all these things. No, no. I mean, now the you, only running experience I had was uh, after I lost 50 pounds. I mean, a lot of that, I was running like three miles a day, yeah. um, you know, a little bit of uh, freshman year track, but that's, that's about it. So you, you grew up fat kid. Oh yeah. 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 So, so, so guys, just so you understand, Will's not a little guy. He's a, he's a big muscular guy. He, he, he's not like a real thin guy. This dude just decides and why this is relevant. Okay. It's because usually these runners all are kind of the same build. They're, they're, they're smaller guys. You know, they're, they're built for running. Okay. Will's not built for running. Will's built for like being a super soldier or something. I don't know what it is, but anyhow, this dude just decides one day. Well, tell them what you decided. Yeah. So, uh, about eight months ago, decided on a Thursday around one o'clock in the afternoon that the next day I was going to wake up and run a hundred miles in under 24 hours. And, uh, I was going to run laps around the building until I got it done. So, and what happened? That's what I did. 19 hours and 50 or no, 45 minutes later, got it done. 19 hours straight. He ran a hundred miles in laps around our headquarters. And I watched him. Okay. It took me like three hours to figure out what was going on because when I got to work that day, I saw him running and then I left later to go do something and he was still running. And it was like way long of a time to where you shouldn't have still been running. Right. And I'm like, Hey, what the fuck is Will doing? And the guys are like, Oh, he's running a hundred miles. And I'm like, Holy shit, bro. Let's talk about that before we can get into 75 hard, because I want people to understand like, what was that like? And what, and what, what made, what inspired you? Like what, cause dude, I know you and you know, not these, these guys listening, they, they don't know you at all, but I know that was a test for you. Yeah. That was, that's what that was about. Absolutely. Um, and really, you know, the, the message that I want people to, you know, kind of take away from it is I didn't even, you know, post about it or that I was going to do it, you know, because it was, it was a hundred percent for me. Um, and you know, really what it was, was you know, living up to the, you know, the words that we talk about of leading by example and always pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, over the last four years, um, I had started to dabble in a little bit of running, um, not consistently, but using it as a test because it's a hundred percent you and your mind, right? Like your bike can't fail. You have no one else to depend on you. No one else knows how hard you actually went, but you know. So when you get done with a run, okay, you have to be honest with yourself. Was that your best? Or did you just kind of half-ass it? And people can celebrate it and, oh my God, you did so great. But at the end of the day, you know. Um, and so for me, it was, if I'm going to tell people that they need to go out and constantly push themselves, and we talk about finding your limits or pushing past your limits, I hadn't found that. And so that's what this run was about for me. And, you know, I started with, you know, running my first half marathon. And at the time, it was scary. I hadn't run anything over a 5K. And I was like, man, we got to go four times that distance. I got 30 days to prepare. I did that and, you know, I did well at it. Um, but the next couple of days I was wrecked and I was like, okay, built my confidence a little bit. Hey, I can do hard things. And then about a year went by and I hadn't really pushed myself in that way, you know, and really getting mentally uncomfortable. So I was like, all right, marathon it is. Um, and I went out and I ran a marathon uh, and did really well with that. And two weeks later, you know, cause Sal challenged me. He's like, dude, you're five minutes away from the Boston marathon time. Like just, if you can do it, I'll go with you. So I went out and I ran another marathon. Um, and then that built my confidence. Cause that was the first time when I realized that like, when push comes to shove, I am mentally tough enough to give it everything I have and accomplish my goal. Cause I only beat the cutoff by like 13 seconds, had to be wheelchaired off the, you know, the finish line. Yeah. Like it was, I was literally destroyed. Um, but I did it. And you know, that sense of confidence and finding, you know, that place past what I thought my limits were you know, became something I was pursuing, you know, and you talk about it all the time of like pursuing, you know, your potential, whatever that is. And so I had a new threshold and then it was, okay, I'm gonna do a 50 K trail run 32 miles. Um, and then from there is when I was like the first thought of like, 
I bet I could run 100 miles in 24 hours. And instantly, I was like, no, you Fuck, can't. Now you got to yeah. do it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like, nah, you can't do that. That's, that's insane. Why yeah. would you do that? Who could do that? And it's like, no, you could do it. And as soon as, like you said, as soon yeah. as I started debating it, it was like, well, I'm going to have to test this theory. Yeah. And uh, so we did. And uh, I, I went for it actually uh, four months earlier and made it about 70 miles before my body completely shut down, which was twice as far as I'd ever ran in my life. And, you know, that's where Sal had to come yeah. pick me up off the road, take me home. Uh, I was shaking uncontrollably. I couldn't move. The hypothermia. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, I was in a bad, yeah. really bad spot. Um, and then four months later, it just, it weighed on me that whole four months, you know, looking at, okay, I found my limit physically, but mentally I was still like, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't run in between, you know, I ran three times, three miles just cause we got suckered into some workouts around here. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, finally on that Thursday, it was just, it just hit me. And I was like, fuck it. I'm running it tomorrow morning. And, uh, you know, showed up at four o'clock in the morning, got out of my truck and started running. And 19 hours and 45 minutes later, it was done. So, dude, that, first of all, that's incredible, man. Like, I hope you guys can appreciate how, how big of a mental feat that is, not just physical. I mean, there's lots of people that train to run these ultra distance runs and, and they run 100 miles or even longer, 200 miles, mm -hmm. right? They, like, there's guys that are running these huge races. And, and they train for these races, right? Like for sometimes for even years yeah. to get to this point. And what Will did was he just said, hey, I'm, I'm going to go see how far I can go and went out and fucking started running. So like, I hope you could appreciate how big of a mental test that is. Um, it's one of the most impressive things I've ever been able to witness. And, and uh, I'm not surprised that you were able to accomplish it at all. Dude, what, what were some of the conversations that you had? Like, dude, I, I know how my conversations are when I'm doing shit that just sucks. Because there had to have been points during that run that sucked. Like, oh, for yeah. real. That, like, oh. you, like you, I know there's zones of momentum and you kind of go this other place and then you're, you know, 40 minutes from where you were. Right. And then you get into these zones where every step is complete agony yep. and complete willful intent yep. and grit and guts. So... What were some of the conversations like that happened when, during those times? Yeah, so uh, a lot of conversations. Like the internal conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and another thing I want to note is uh, I ran it with no headphones, yeah. right? No music, no podcast, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I wanted to have Important those conversations. Detail. Important yeah. detail. And you can't distract yourself then. So yeah. it's like, all right, well, you're by yourself with your thoughts and uh, figure it out. And so, you know, a lot of it was, uh, you know, thinking about obviously, well, once again, no one else knows that I'm doing this. Right. And when you're running and yeah, you kind of have those times of momentum, but I had a specific goal. Right. And I think the biggest thing that people can learn from this is the whole time, you know, my mind was trying to tell me that, well, you don't really need to maybe hit that exact goal. Right. Like when things got tough, it was, well, maybe you don't have to do it in 24 hours because if you slow down a little bit, you could definitely cover the distance. Right. Um, or, you know, well, no one else knows that you're really running 100. So you could just, you know, stop at 50 and, you know, it'd be a good run and go out with friends and do whatever you want. And so the whole time it's your brain or my brain, at least, was looking for reasons and justifications to just let off the gas. Right. And once again, that's what I like about running specifically is because, you know, if you let off the gas, you stop. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's no momentum of a wheel. There's no team to pick you up, right? Like if you let off the gas, it's between you and yourself because nobody else knows how you feel in that moment. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was that constant battle of like every step of like, I'm going to run my pace. I'm going to run my pace. I'm going to stick to my game plan. I can't worry about, you know, what's at mile 60. I'm still on mile seven and it's dark and it's cold and we're going to figure this thing out, right? Mm -hmm. um, and focused on running like that mile. And then it became running that straight away. And then it became just run to that little crack in the freaking sidewalk yeah. or whatever yeah. and make a left-hand turn, you know? Yeah. Um, so whatever I had to do, because like, you're right, it was up, it was down, it was all around. Um, and then I can tell you the last 10, it was just pure suck. There was no yeah. more momentum. Every was, fucking step. Yeah, it, it fucking hurt. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so you guys notice he's what he's talking about there is your bitch voice and your boss voice, okay? We talk about this a lot in the program. You know, <clears throat> These conversations happen to us, and we're going to get into 75 hard, but I, I just want to, uh, you know, these conversations happen to us when we're doing anything 
that's difficult physically. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is what gives us the opportunity to grow mentally. All right. These are why these things are so intertwined. And a lot of people think the 75 hard is a physique transformation challenge or some shit. When in reality, it's designed to get you as uncomfortable as you fucking can so that you can take control. First of all, become aware of the conversations like you're talking about, but also be able to, to navigate them. Yep. Right. Because the reason that most people end up in a place they don't want to be is because in that conversation that Will's describing, where it's like, oh, well, I could run a 50 and, and people will still celebrate. It's good enough. That's what most people do with their lives. Okay. So they set out to have a hundred miler and they get to 50 and they're like, oh, that's, that's okay. And, and they let those voices literally create a reality for them in the physical world. That wasn't what their intent was because they let themselves be tricked, uh, you know, by the silver tongue of our own selves, right? Which right. is the best one for us. Yeah, exactly. We know exactly what we like. That's what right. we want to hear. That's right, you know? man. Um, and uh, that's why that's so important to become aware of these of these conversations, bro. I mean, like we could stop the podcast at sixteen minutes, and I think people get some good value out of that. Uh, but you know, this is a seventy-five hard deal, and it's important to know that you started seventy-five hard. After this. Correct. Right. So he had already, I mean, there's nobody in the world that would argue that that's not one of the mentally toughest things they've ever fucking heard of. Okay. Um, and then he's going to do 75 hard. So I'm really interested to hear what you're going to have to say about it. Yeah. Uh, being someone who I know for sure is already a pretty mentally determined human. Um, tell, before we get into this, what, what do you do here at, at First Form? Yeah, so uh, I'm the director of education. So oversee any of our content on the website, emails, blogs, uh, you know, through our Legionnaire program. Really help organize all that and make sure that it's communicated effectively so people can actually take the education and go out and apply it. Because otherwise, like, if they don't know what to do and how to do it and why to do it, well, they're most likely not going to do it. And as a former fat kid myself, I understand that, you know. Um, so that's really what my role is to make sure that that message uh, is easy to apply in real life scenarios. And so, guys, what he does a lot of his time is he spends a lot of his time coaching people to get the most out of them. Okay. So, this is someone who, first of all, he's already mentally tough. Okay. Second of all, he spends his, his career coaching humans to, to get past these sorts of things. So, this isn't just some like regular dude who, who we pull in off the street that did 75 hard. This is a guy who literally coaches people on the concepts that you learn through 75 hard literally every day to pr produce results for them. Okay. So what made you want to get after this? Cause like out of all the people that I know, and this is honest, like out of all the people I know that need this program, you're probably the least, like you would be the last person I would think like, Hey man, Will really needs 75 hard. Like you have already developed uh, you know, over the course of time, you know, tremendous, tremendously effective habits, or you wouldn't be where you are in the world. Right. Right. Um, and by the way, he, he's very young guys. This is a young man. This isn't like a 40 year old dude. How old are you? 30. Yeah. He's 30. So, um, he's accomplished a lot in a very short amount of time. So, so you decided to do it. Like why? And it wasn't just to like make me feel good. I right. know that. Right. Like, what, were um, you just trying to see if I knew what I was talking about or what? <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I, I think that's the reason why I did it. Because one, I got tired of people saying, oh, well, you know, yeah, you don't need to do it. And, yeah. you know, then it, it started weighing on me. And like, once it clicked in my brain that I was being hypocritical almost mm -hmm. of like, once again, talking about, hey, you know, go out and push yourself and do better. And even when you think you're doing well, you could probably audit your intent and do things even better. And how can you improve? And so I was like, well, shit, Will, like you're a fucking hypocrite if you don't do this, right? Like this program has changed so many lives and I've seen it and I've, you know, people on the team, like everybody talks about it and yet I hadn't done it. And it's like, well, who am I to think I'm too good to get fucking better on this? So literally like two days later, right after Summer Smash, I was like, because that's what it was. Everyone at Summer Smash coming up to me talking about the 100 miles and, yeah. you know, or 75 hard. And then they would say, yeah. but you don't have to do it. Yeah. And it just, it fucking ate at me. Yeah. And I was like, no, if I'm going to live by our core values and I'm going to be a man of my word, like I got to do it. Yeah. There's no option. So that's awesome. Started. That's awesome, man. So, yeah. And by the way, I, you know, I understand that no matter where you are, you can get more out of yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's like, 
I hope you guys understand what he said, because like what he said really is sort of the whole purpose of our existence when it comes to our own development. Because what he's talking about is setting the standard. You know, people talk about like, oh, dude, you know, you got to fulfill your potential. Well, your your potential is never something that can actually be fulfilled. You can't ever fulfill your potential because it's on a sliding scale. And the harder you work, the harder you push yourself, what happens is your standard raises, it gets to a new point, all right? And that's, you think, okay, I'm at the limits of my potential. Well, what you just learned created a whole new level of skill set behind that standard, all right? And then that new skill set pushes you past that standard. And so what we live in is a, is a reality in which, as a human, you can consistently expand your own potential by pushing yourself to your limit over and over and over again. All right. And this is how you see people who, let's say in, in business, uh, you have two very different, distinct type of business people. You have people who make it once and maybe fall off, or you have people that just continue to grow, continue to grow, continue to grow, or in careers or in relationships or in fitness. People either kind of peak and then fall off or they continue to progress. And it's the people that continue to progress that are actually showing you what potential really is all about. And so when you think about what you're capable of, you may only be able capable of running two miles today, but that two miles, once you hit it, now you realize it wasn't that big of a deal, allows you to get to the three, or, and that three allows you to get to six. And then you get to a place where it's 100 or whatever you decided it is, right? And when you get to that point where it's, and this is in all areas, where it's whatever you decide the end is, that's where you become powerful. Right. Like how, like I was asked yesterday, what's the finish line for you? I don't know, whatever I decided to be. Yeah. That's powerful. You know what I mean? And that comes with time and it comes with consistently committing yourself to pushing yourself to a point of extreme discomfort, learning the strengths and gaining the skills that you would gain from that and then going at it over again and over again and over again. Um, And I would just say the, I think where a lot of people mess that up is they compartmentalize exactly what you're talking about for one area of their life. And for example, they'll do that in the gym, right? Like when it comes to lifting weights, that's how you physically get stronger is pushing your muscle and pushing your body. And then you add a little bit more and you add a little bit more and you add a little bit more, but they don't take that same concept and apply it to their life, right? To their job, to their relationship, to whatever it is, to their standard of keeping their fucking car clean. Like they don't do that. They just, oh, well, I'm super disciplined here. I push myself here. Yeah, but if you're talking about building your life, it's more than just lifting weights in the gym. And so, you know, that's where I think a lot of people, they, they compartmentalize that skill and they don't let it transfer to other areas of their life. Totally, dude. And, and, and I think my personal opinion is, I think that comes from not being aware of social norms. I think that becomes of not being aware of <clears throat> uh, the dynamic nature of the human existence, right? Like, there's a whole lot of shit that we do. Yeah. Like, we've got a bunch of areas in our lives that, need to be addressed. And then, and, and the more discipline that we have, the more, more, uh, ability that we have to control our external existence, meaning all the shit that goes on outside of, of what we have going on, the stronger and more effective we become on whatever path we choose. And so, you know, I mean, bro, it's hard for me to ask you questions about this because like, I, I don't feel like this shit was that hard for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you're already a person who lives by this standard. And this is like a unique way. I've never talked to anybody like you that's done this. Right. So, I mean, tell me about it, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, going into it, uh, you know, my biggest concern or fear was, you know, once again, living up to my standard of, you know, what's going to make me proud when Mm -hmm. I get through this, Mm -hmm. right? Like when I look at myself at the end of the day, if I can say I executed on all of those tasks with the utmost intent and I did my very best with it, right? Every single day. Every single day. Um, And so in that, you know, that puts that pressure on yourself, right? That makes you hold yourself accountable. And I mean, you can, you know, see it in one, my productivity at work during that time, but then also the physical side of things. It's like, it made me dig deeper than I was already digging, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And it made me like, you don't just miss a day of like your reading, right? Or you don't just miss a day of like your eating. Like, I mean, it, it physically and mentally just made me push myself harder. And so while going in, it was like, oh yeah, I do these things. But when you truly try to absolutely squeeze everything out of it, like 
it was awesome. And yeah. it, it was challenging, you yeah. know? Um, and I'm very thankful I did. And I'll tell you, you know, phase one is straight up kicking my ass in a whole new way. Like yeah. that's a, that's a whole nother animal. Yeah. Um, but it, it just taught me a lot that even though I was doing good and by most people's standards, I was doing great. Mm -hmm. Right. I could still do better. Mm -hmm. And I was still feeding myself shit. Right. You know, both what I was eating, you know, letting some things slide. Not that it's the end of the world, but if I really want to be my best, like, okay, well, I now know exactly what I can do to make myself better. Right. Um, and same thing mentally. Like I would, you know, feed myself some shit every now and again. And like, all right, that's part of human nature. But the purpose of the program is to find those things and call them out and, and eliminate or at least make them less and less. So once again, you can keep working towards a better version of yourself. And while, you know, I maybe might have not had as much of a drastic change mentally, as far as like, you know, I'd had no self-discipline to like, hey, I'm, I'm doing pretty fucking good. Yeah. It still was incremental change every single day that by the end of 75 days i was like fuck man i'm the yeah i'm the best version of myself that i've ever been to this point like literally on that day exactly yeah bro that's one of the most powerful feelings a lot of people ask me first of all that was awesome but a lot of people always ask me they're like why do you always do it because dude you find yourself in this place at least for me you know where i have never been right so like i've like right now, it's very hard for me mentally because I'm injured, right? And I'm not as good as I was before I was injured physically. Right. And it's fucking pissing me off, bro. Like ma- like, like making me so angry that it's like I'm, I'm actually like pissed off, like legitimately. And we're in the past, you know, 2018 or 2017, Andy, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know that dude too. Oh, yeah. Would have just said, fuck it. You know, I'm going to go. I'm taking this time off. I can't train. And I would have gained 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. We'd be at Billy G's. Oh, you fucking know? right. We would, from, bro. From open to close. Hey, and you know what? <laughs> We're due for that. Hey. We're due for one of those. Hey, I'm in. Like, I'm in. you know, uh, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on that street life. <laughs> hey, I, I get it. I get it. Anytime. <laughs> Look, dude. Uh, you know, but man, you know, that, that feeling of knowing, and I posted this a couple of times on my story. I'm like, dude, today. Like today, I've never been better than this in my entire life. Like that's a fucking powerful feeling, bro. Yeah. That's a powerful feeling, you know, and you get addicted to it. You get into that zone where it's like you're chasing that feeling. Yeah. And, you know, I I don't, you don't get that without going all in on the intent, like what you're talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like a lot of people you know, right now they, they think it's an accomplishment just to get through this 75 hard say, Oh, I got through it. Mm -hmm. But like, dude, to really unlock the magic about it, like this is why I stopped on my last one because I wasn't doing it. It's respect. Right. I, I can't stress enough. and, And I want you to talk about this a little bit, how important it is, what you said about intent on all the tasks throughout the day. So, you know, cause I know you caught yourself wanting to slip. Oh, yeah. And like, tell me about those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that I, you know, post a lot about and talk a lot about is, you know, one good decision at a time. Right. And so to monitor, you know, and audit my intent going through it, you know, I really do. I focus on like what is in front of me and, you know, and then when I'm done with that, okay, is that something that's up to my standard? Am I proud of the result that I drove on that? Right. And that can be a conversation, that can be a workout, that can be whatever. And that's the only way that I know how to like truly, hold myself accountable in each and every one of those actions. And so, you know, when it's like, all right, workout number one, all right, we're going to set the phone aside. Like I, you know, and, and that was a habit that I broke because I didn't realize how much time I was kind of, you know, killing on my phone in between sets, right? Or whatever the case may be. And it's like, all right, when I'm done with this, I don't want to have to fucking redo this, right? Because there were a couple workouts that I got done with like my outdoor session. And it's like, yeah, I rode the bike, but like, ah, it didn't sit well with me. Yeah. So, we're going to do it again, you yeah. know? And it's like, all right. And so no wait, one- so wait, so wait. So even in the program, I want you to clarify this for people. When you felt like you didn't get the full, like you didn't do the workout, you did it with, without intent. You did the workout again. Fuck yeah. You know? And one time I changed the workout because I was like, well, I'm kind of half-assed that. So let me go lift. Let me go do something that like, all right, I'm more motivated to do and I could attack it, right? And well, it's like, all right, I'm fucking in. That's what doing the program the right way is about. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want you guys listening to understand that. Now, I'm not saying that you all got to go do fucking extra workouts and shit. What I'm saying is you want to become aware of the intent that you're putting in 
to every single task. Right. And, and know, don't become a box checker. Right. And there's there's purpose behind, you know, those workouts. Right. Like especially because I was training for a CrossFit competition and things like that. So it's like, OK, on some of those days, it's gymnastic work. Right. Where your heart rate is down a little bit more, but you're practicing, you know, handstand walks up and down the turf and you're doing things that's not like, oh, I'm just going to go run sprints. Right. So the intensity is different. But the purpose of that workout is different. So it's, you know, really when I look at those things, am I Am I fulfilling the purpose of it to the standard that I am comfortable with to say, without a doubt, I made myself proud and I did it the right way. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, that's really how I kind of monitor all those things. Cause like you said, it doesn't mean every workout you got to, you know, freaking go run through a wall. Right. Like, what's the purpose, right? And making sure that you are meeting the purpose with the standard that you have set for yourself. Okay. And that you can honestly look yourself in the face and say, Hey, I'm proud. I, I fulfilled that. I did that. Cool. Let's move on to the next one. That's badass, man. So, dude, what was the hardest part of the program, you think? For me, it's going to sound really dumb. Uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. It was the giving up alcohol, right? And I don't even drink a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's having those beers, you know, when I feel obligated from friends because they want to drink. That was one thing that really tripped me up was... You know, anytime my brother was in town, hey, I know what we're doing. We're gonna go. We're gonna go drink some beers. Yeah. We're gonna get drunk. Okay, right. it's gonna be great. Right. Have a lot of fun. Um, or hey, you know, someone you know is celebrating whatever, and it's like, oh, I'll just have one. Or I always wanted to be the guy that was like, you know, the cool kid. I think it goes back to that, and be the friend that was like always in. Mm -hmm. um, so I would compromise on that. Like that was one thing that I would always just say, all right, cool. Well, if you're drinking, I'm drinking. I can't let you drink alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and. Which really, a valid point. Yeah, I mean, that's I a mean, valid point. <laughs> but it's like when you look at like, okay, but is that really what I want to do? Right? Is that really an alignment? Whether it's you know for my well, goals, is it serving what I'm doing right now, exactly. Yeah. And so learning to just say no, mm -hmm. I'm good, and still have a fun time. Yeah. Right? It's like, hey, Will, you don't have to like pregame and then go drink and you know try to open up a little. It's like, yeah, dude, just be yourself. Right? Um, and so for me, that was a really big you know point. Um, that I learned just. Once again, the power to say no in that way. So now, dude, you you're you're no stranger to dieting or or doing exercise in any way. Mm -hmm. But like tell talk a little bit about how 75 Heart affected your relationship uh with food because you're you're a food guy. Right. Like me. Oh right? yeah. We like food. Oh yeah. Uh, and we also do like to have beers and yep. have a good time. Did it change your relationship or how did it affect your relationship with like, you know? Like you kind of touched on in your last question, like going out and having a good time and socializing yeah. and, and like your relationship with food or alcohol or how you view those things now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would that. say uh, it improved it, right? Because back to the whole purpose and, and like you said, does it serve you, right? Uh, because I'm not going to be the guy that never drinks again or mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the guy yeah, that never either. has a burger and fries again, right? Like that ain't gonna fucking happen. Yeah. Um, but understanding that like there's a lot of times that I just would give into that just because it was what society thought we should do. We celebrate with food. We celebrate with drinks. We celebrate with whatever. And, you know, at times and a place, I think that that's very beneficial. And that's what I really learned was like, and it actually made those times after 75 hard more enjoyable because it was like, hey, no, I really want to go out with the guys. Like it was down in Florida. We had just done the CrossFit event. We just, you know, worked in the heat all day. We just did all this. And it's like going out with the guys and the girls uh, on the team and just having some drinks having some food, not worrying about tracking every little thing, but just living in the moment and having the purpose of like, hey, I'm going to have a good night with my friends after a hard day of work. And then the next morning, woke up, felt great about it, got right back on eating, you know, my, you know, pretty typical clean, you know, program and rock and roll. Yeah. And dude, the best part about that is you don't feel fucking guilty about it. Yeah. At all. And there's no like negotiating to get to the point to hang out with your fucking friends. Right. Like, all, like, dude, you know, when you're overweight and you know you're not doing the shit that you should be doing uh, and you've been being a shit bag, it's real easy to just say, oh, you know, you tell yourself, oh, dude, you know, I'm going to start on Monday. Blah, blah, blah. Right. That's what we all say. Uh -huh. And then they justify this night out of gluttony and mm -hmm. drinking and yep. having, you know, and then they do that same thing so far that they could find themselves a million miles from where they actually want to be. Oh, yeah. And so... You know, I think that's such an important point to talk about because I'm not changing who I am permanently. Right. But what I do have to do is develop the ability so that when people set a beer in front of me or a fucking pizza or French fries, I understand that I'm in control of these things. They're not in control of me. 
Right. And for so long, you know, and like a lot of people probably listening, I lived where I couldn't turn this down, right? When somebody put beer in front of me or pressured me a little bit to have a good time or, you know, I was able to very quickly uh, tell myself a story inside that made it okay. And that's something that I think ultimately is what costs us our dreams. That's why this program is so important to talk about because those little compromises, and this is where I come up with the idea of zero compromise. Now, it also applies to how you do the program, but the zero compromise mentality is we should not compromise our dreams. We should not compromise what we really want for our bitch voice that's telling us what we want in the moment right now. Right. You know, and I think it's such a powerful point uh, that people realize when they complete this program the right way is that, holy shit, I'm actually in control of a whole lot more than what I thought I was. And now, how do you play the game then? Right. Like if you're playing, um, if you're playing checkers and you can only see the four squares, you know, you have limited moves you can make. But once you see the whole board and you can see how far you can actually go, it opens up a whole different existence for people, you know, and that's why this is why I'll never go away from living this way because it continues to compound. It continues to grow. Every single time I complete one of these phases or a program, I gain something new. It's almost, it's weird, dude. It's like Thanos. Like you get a new stone or something, put it, you know, but like, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just, it's really cool to sit here and, and, and hear you, you know, talk about like, what, what were the biggest takeaways for like overall, like where do you think the biggest gains were made in your, uh, you know, the skill sets that this program builds, right? Like if you take someone who has basically living how we have all lived at one point mm -hmm. and you put them through this program, they're going to have, you know, grit. They're going to have, uh, you know, confidence. They're going to have self-belief. They're going to have uh, discipline. They're going to have all of these different qualities sort of like you would see in Madden, right? Like we're speed 99, oh, strength yeah. 99. Like if you start thinking of all those qualities that you gain during 75 hard that make up the concept of mental toughness, um, where do you think you gain the most? Yeah, so I would say, because uh, most people, right, they give in. So it's the ability to say no, mm -hmm. right? Like learning that skill, mm -hmm. I think is something that has helped a tremendous amount of people, right? Yeah. And even once again, with myself, like that was one of the things, the ability- So that's something that you, that you strengthened during the program that has, you've seen reflected in real life. Yes, yeah, yeah, even more so. And, you know, by doing that, right? Like that's very, like that's a real life thing, okay? Because when you talk about, you know, grit and mental toughness and things, it's like, okay, well, how do you, what does that look like in day to day, right? Mm -hmm. And so the ability to say no to things that aren't in alignment with your goals or what you want to do, I think is one of the most practical things that people, you know, get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then also pri uh, prioritization, right? And literally, because otherwise you're not going to get things done, right? right? And then, because if you, you know, if you, you know, fuck around and you mess up your schedule or whatever, then you're up real late. Well, then the next day is harder. And then you do that again. And the next day is harder. Well, you're really just running down your own little like demise here of like, okay, you're doing it to yourself. So it makes you have to have, once again, you know, a conversation with yourself and figure out what do you want? Otherwise, if you're doing it right, you won't finish it, right? Right. You won't get through it with the right intent. So you have to think what's most important in my life, right? What are the things that need the most amount of uh, attention? And let me do those things first, right? Let me get those things in here. Um, and so for me, you know, I think that once again, it helps strengthen that, right? And especially going into, you know, phase one now with the additional task and things like that, it's like, okay, there's more on your plate. And I still have to maintain everything that I do at work. Mm -hmm. I still have to maintain all of my relationships. I have to, you know, still maintain all these things. Like that was one of the standards that I hold for myself. It's not, oh, I do this and I let other things slip. Like, no, fuck that. Like the purpose is to add these things in and go through it um, and still maintain everything else in your life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because no one else asked you to do it. So if you're bitching and moaning and complaining, like, you know, fuck off. Like it, yeah. you're doing it for yourself, right? So yeah. like you can't let it negatively affect other things. So I think those two things are the most like real life skills that people can learn that leads to the mental toughness uh, through building that discipline to just stick to the plan. Mm -hmm. And then over time, you're like, all right, cool. Like none of this other shit matters, right? Like, or it doesn't shake you as much. And it's, it's a process, you know, yeah. of figuring that out. Like, so th that would be the t top two things, I think. Dude, it's been so long since I felt like I'm hearing you talk about this. Like it, it's good that you came on because, and, and it's good that I do these shows because it, and I'm not saying this to brag, but it's been so long 
since I remember what it felt like to feel out of control. But like, dude, most people don't feel like they have any control. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, I'm like, as you're talking, I'm sitting here remembering how weak I was back, you know, the, the Andy that existed before I started down this path. Yeah. Um, you know, I was that guy. I was the guy who couldn't get three or four days through a diet program, like literally three or four days. You know what I'm saying? And the whole time I was like arguing with myself to like want to cheat the whole time. Like I want to cheat on food, want to slack on the program. And that, that, that narrative of mediocrity that we advertise to ourselves over and over and over and over again is powerful shit, man. Just like the actual media is very powerful. We have to be able to, to, to rebut that on demand, recognize it and, 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 and defeat it. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things that I love about this program is the awareness that it creates to the conversation that we all have internally that no one really fucking talks about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I I think another thing with, and why it's so great is that it's individualized based off of exactly what you're saying, right? Because everybody, we all start somewhere. Like, I mean, and I think about when I'm, you know, talking about my, you know, writing posts or sharing information, Mm -hmm. like I think back to the fat, insecure Will, you know, and it's like, okay, well, what do they need to know to get started, right? Or where where was Will five years ago, right? Or where was Will two years ago, right? And, you know, it helps give me an idea of like, okay, I wasn't where I'm at now. So I need to, you know, speak and think in in ways that matter to that. And my, you know, point to that is, you know, for people that are thinking about starting the program, right? And they might hear like, oh, well, this dude fucking crushed it and blah, 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 blah. I can't do like, no, fuck that. Like that would be like you never going to the gym because someone squats more than you. Once again, I relate it back to fitness, right? Or like that would be like you never going to that 5K with your family because you know someone's going to be there that ran a marathon one time. Like it's all relative to the individual. And it's like, okay, the worst thing you can do is just be a little bitch and not start. Right. It's like get in the game and everybody else will support you through that process. The people that have ran that 5K that then ran the half marathon that then ran the marathon like they are excited for those people to start their journey and understanding that, that. bro. Talk about that because you did this with Derek Wida. You guys did it together. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Like talk about how it affected like your relationships with, you know, your family, your friends, um, the people here. Yeah. You know, or even people on social media. Talk a little bit about how it was received as you went through the program. Because I think one of the coolest things about 75 Hard is the culture that's behind oh, it. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah without, like, without you remove the motherfuckers that pretend they did it. Right. But I'm talking about the people who actually have done it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, right off the, the top of the, you know, top of my head. I mean, the first word that comes to mind is respect. Mm-hmm. Right. Because once again, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, I've built awesome relationships with people just through DMs of like, you know, they saw me post on my calendar or they're like, oh, we're on the same day. And I'm like, yo, we're day twins, you know, like whatever. And, you know, but they're starting at a different spot. You know, they might have been, you know, 300 pounds or 120 pounds or they might have been, you know, in this career or that career or different workout styles. Like it didn't matter because the respect that is earned through doing that work. Right. And even though we're not physically together, what's so great is that you know, through social media as a platform and through those things, you can connect with people mm-hmm. and you can tell who's really doing the work and, yeah. and and who's not. And, you know, that respect, it's it's not, hey, man, well, I'm doing it better than you or, hey, man, blah, 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 blah. It's no. like, it's like, bro, that workout today was one of those fucking test days, man. Yeah. You know, or, hey, you know what? I like, love that about that culture. Dude, a- absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, it's not a competitive culture. No. And, bro, I'm somebody who loves competition. Right. But this is a competitive culture where you compete against yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful, dude. And, uh, you know, what was great, uh, you know, and even like uh, the reading 10 pages a day, I've always been, you know, a reader. I mean, yeah. for the last eight years working always here. Always were? No. Uh, you told me to read Magic of Thinking Big ah, eight years ago. And uh, <clears throat> I've read it every year there since and I read all the time now. But um, I just, I, listen. Hey. Got to toot my own horn. Toot, toot. Hey, hey, I get it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's worked for me. Guys, Bro, listen, you listen, know, I'm just teasing. But uh, this is a fucking stud I'm talking to right here, man. And, uh, you know, uh, Derek, OK, was someone that he hadn't read a book in years. Yeah. Right. And so for us, you know, like did you it, guys read the same books, we didn't read the same book, okay. but we like traded ideas. Book yeah. Not book buddies, but like ideas on like, hey, what book are you reading right now? What do you like? Like. And yeah. so we, you know, kind of flip flop some things and like, it was, it was cool, you know? Um, so we were able to connect on that, which, I mean, he's a great friend and we've done a lot of cool shit over the last four years together, but we had never talked about, you know, things like that, or even talked about, 
you know, uh, you know, business relationships. I mean, yeah. fuck, like just yeah. life in general, you yeah. know, and we were able to kind of start connecting on that because some of the workouts we did together yeah. and like, dude, when you're out there just dragging a sled around doing, you know, we had stupid shit Sundays. Yeah. Like we just came up with just painful, dumb stuff that it's like, all right, well, what yeah. are we going to talk about? Bro, it's out there in the rain too. I remember seeing you yeah. guys out there. Like t- talk about those workouts. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they sucked. Yeah. Um, but you know, you get done and it's like, I always feel the best. after. Yeah, those. exactly. Yeah. That, that's the thing is like, you step out of the truck and the rain is cold and you're like, fuck. Yeah. But this then, is going to suck. Yeah. You start moving, you get through it. And then you're like, like about midway through, you're like, man, we need like some motivational music behind like a yeah, montage yeah. or some yeah. shit, you know? And you then, start feeling like a bad motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then by the end, it's like, I'm just going to stand out in the rain all day. Yeah. I don't care, you know? Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bro, much. Bro, so. I, we always talk, DJ and I, I always tell DJ, because like we'll go outside, you know, he, he does cardio with me regardless of what's going on. So like he may not even be doing the program, but he's still out doing it. Yeah. And when it's cold as fuck or it's raining and shit, we'll go out and we'll both be like, fuck. And I'll be like, dude, give it, give us 10 minutes and 10 minutes. We'll be great. Yeah. And that always is 10 oh. minutes later, bro. Uh-huh. I'm like fucking the Rocky song in my head. Yep. yep. You know, Got and it. then when I get, when I get done and I'm walking back up, like we walk back up to the back of the building here. I'm like, there ain't no motherfuckers out here doing this shit. Like I get all cocky and shit, uh-huh. but dude, that's, that's what the fucking program does. Is right. It makes you realize how fucking powerful you actually are. Yeah. Like in the real world, like, you actually pick up your phone and look and motherfuckers are out, you know, sipping mimosas when you're grinding hard as fuck in the right. rain. Right. Bro, there's power to that. You know what I'm saying? It makes us feel good. It makes us understand that, dude, we can fucking do hard shit that other people won't do. Right. And which actually brings up, I'm glad you said that. It brings up the third point that in my brain, I was like, all right, I can't leave before I bring this up. And yeah. that is that things are never as bad as they seem, right? Mm-hmm. Like human nature. And I think once again, uh, how does that apply to life, right? Or how does that apply to your job, right? Like you might get this project and you're like, oh fuck, that's going to suck, right? Or, oh man, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Yeah. So people don't take action, right? But once you get started on it, right? It becomes easier every freaking time, right? And then when you get done, that sense of confidence is instilled in you because you did the shit that you know that you didn't want to do, right? And so it's like, I think the workouts are a great example of that of if you can take, once again, not just compartmentalize that for fitness, but move that into other areas of life, having that conversation with the friend or having, you know, whatever it is. It's like, that is what is going to help build that mindset and the grit and and all those things in the long-term success of like, dude, it's never as bad as you think. So get started. And, you know, it takes me back to something that my dad taught me from a very young age was, you know, he always said, how bad could it be? Right. And he, and with that, it was like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Like, I guess it could be pretty fucking bad, but we're going to find out, you know? And it always just like gave me a little sense of like, well, eh, we'll see. Right. Um, and that re like it, it, you know, re-triggered in my brain going through some of those things where it's like, fuck man, I don't want to do this. And then you get, you know, started or whatever the momentum going, it's easier. You finish it, you feel better. And then just even that little moment of like, Hey, you know what? I didn't want to do it, but I did it. To me, that's what helps build that confidence that then you take to the next one. Yeah. You know, it's not over celebrating or, you know, bra- it's just like, that's a conversation with you and yourself in that moment builds confidence. And then the next time, and then the next time it's just simply keeping, you know, your word to yourself. So, you know, um, what's so weird is you're sitting here thinking, I'm just sitting here over here thinking about this whole idea of confidence. What's so weird about it and ironic about the whole idea is like you, it's not even like we talk about it in terms of building confidence, but it's not really even building confidence. It's exposing confidence. Because what it's really doing, like you're capable of this shit right now. You just don't think you're capable of this right. shit right now. And so it's so weird to think about how fucking all these concepts, how, how strange they really are. Because when you really think about confidence, you think about building it, you, you didn't change anything. Nothing actually changed. You know what I'm saying? When you went from yeah. one mile to 1.5 miles or two miles or three miles, Nothing changed other than the internal conversation that you're having with yourself and a little bit of muscular endurance, maybe. Right. Right. Um, and so you were always capable of that, you know, and it's weird to think about how us humans have to go through these little processes to pull the fucking carpet back on what we're actually capable of. You know what I mean? But it's, it's a process that it's the only process I like, you know, you can't do it any other way. Yeah. You have to like go through that slow uncovering process of what we're actually capable of through these tests, right? 
Um, because I could sit there and talk to someone right now, and maybe it's you, you're listening right now, and convince you, you know, I could try to convince you all day of all these things that you're capable of, but until you actually see yourself do them and push yourself through that, you won't even believe what I say. Right. You know, but, the, but you'll come to find out, holy shit, I was actually uh-huh. capable of all this shit. Should have been doing that a long time ago. Isn't this such a weird thing to think about? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've never thought of it as like uncovering yeah. or exposing, but yeah, because we still have it, yeah. right? Like we still always had it. I don't know, man. It's just that shit. It's fascinating to me to think about, like yeah. the mental processes that are required for us to come to these conclusions that were honestly true the whole entire time. We just weren't executing on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or we didn't believe that we had those qualities in us. You know, a lot of that. I could get into this whole thing. A lot of that, I think, has to do with the way society presents. Um, our opportunities to us based upon who we are, where we grow up, how much money we came from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's race and all these other things, yeah. but it's interesting to think about. Dude, um, I was going to ask you if you've done the other phases, but it, you know, you're already on phase one. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So I, uh, how's that going? What day are you on? 26. Oh shit. You're yeah, almost done. So I, uh, oh, fuck man. One day at a time. Yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting my ass kicked. Fucking things a grind, dude. Bro. Yeah. And it, it like it literally started fucking beautifully yeah. um, in the sense of like my very like I had set. All right. I'm going to finish this competition, you know, and then on Monday I'm starting. Well, of course, you know, Sunday my flight gets delayed. So now I got to fly out Monday. Then it's delayed again Monday morning. Ooh. So I'm waking up on day one of phase one, you know, trying to rearrange flights, trying to get back here, make the meet like. Now, it's all- very important. You know, he, he could have easily said, oh, no, I'll just start another day. Exactly. Why didn't you do that? Because that's not what the commitment to myself was. That's right. And I was like, well, I committed. I'm starting here. And if I break this commitment, well, I've already fucking set myself back. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and once again, I thought about, well, how bad can it be? I'm going to attack this day and just, hey, if I get to the day, end of the day, and maybe somehow something happens and it just isn't, hey, well, you know what? I gave it my best shot, but I'm not going to wake up and be like, no, I'll just start on Tuesday because I've done that. Fat Will did that. Old Will did that. Yeah. I ain't going back to that. Yeah. So, Bro, that scares the fuck out of me. Hey, I'm with you. Bro, I was talking to Heine today. We were talking about, um, because I'm injured, I was falling off of my training, right? Like, there's only so much shit I can do. Right. And um, I was talking to him and he, I'm like, bro, look, I've got, he's like, you got to let it rest. I said, look, bro, I got to do what I can fucking do. I'm going to get fucking fat again. He's like, he's laughing on the other phone. He's like, bro, you killed that dude. I'm like, no, the fuck I did it. That dude's still in <laughs> uh, there. Because I be- can fucking feel it because I can still hear the stories, bro. Like, I can still hear this shit sometimes, you know? Like, oh, uh, dude, start Monday. It's got time to get serious. Like, I start hearing that shit. I'm like, oh, fuck. There he is. You know what I'm saying? It's just weird how, you know, we have to constantly fight that person who used to be us. But it's almost like that movie Split, all right? Um, where you got all these different versions of yourself that like live inside of you that like fight to manifest themselves in the physical form. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like that fat motherfucker that used to, <laughs> that you guys see that I post every once in a while, that dude's still in there because mm-hmm. I hear his motherfucking voice sometimes, <laughs> bro. And it scares me. I'm like, uh-oh, I go immediately to the fucking gym uh-huh. like or do something. Right. Like I, my life is so much fucking better from when I was that guy, that 350 pound guy who lied to himself about fucking everything, who, who justified every fucking thing that was put in front of him to now where like, I know I'm in control of my outside elements hundred percent to the point where I don't even stress about it. Just the removal of anxiety in your life and the removal of that powerless, hopeless feeling that you have no control over. Like, and I know some of you guys right now, you know what I'm talking about, bro. You're talking, like right now, you're trying to get healthy and you cannot stop ta- thinking about the Chinese food or the pizza or the shit. Like, bro, you have to understand that's that's a version of yourself inside of yourself like that wants to come to life. And you have other versions in your of yourself in there. And one of them is that ideal self, that person who who looks the way you want to look, who lives the way you want to live, who has the confidence, who has the belief, who has the grit, who has the fortitude who is willing to come out if you would listen to their fucking voice and listen to what they tell you to do. You know, that's one of the beautiful things about this program, bro, is I think it teaches you um, how to not only just be aware of those justifying conversations, but it also tunes you up to listen to the one that you should listen to. You know, 
I, that's been the most powerful thing for me. And that, that shit you're talking about, oh, yeah. those conversations of slight, dude, that shit fucking scares me. Oh yeah. Like it scares me. You know, I never want to go back to that. No, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Every day working to not do that. Yeah. And I, I think the fact that we're aware of it now, hopefully will help keep that away. Cause I think people don't realize, I think a lot of the people's problems is they're not realizing that's what's happening. You know, they just can't understand why they can't control their appetite or can't control their alcohol or can't control whatever, or, or, you know, their discipline to go train or read or whatever. Right? right. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, it also helps, you know, with just humility in that sense. Yeah. Of like, okay, I might have some, you know, discipline yeah. right now. I might have done some cool That's shit. That's right. But it's like, eh, well, you started off just a regular, you yeah. know, fucking fat, insecure kid. Yeah. You can definitely go back there. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So, because when you realize what it takes to get there and you've earned it, you realize how easy it is to go back. Yeah. And so you definitely don't run around acting all cocky and shit about no. it. Like, mm -mm. look, when that fat dude speaks inside me, bro, I get like my nuts shrink a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh no, here he comes. Like, fucking Stay Puff Marshmallow Man watching down the street, you know, walking down the street. So, yeah, bro, um, it is Sunday. A lot of people are probably thinking about getting their shit together right yeah. now. Uh, what would you say to them, man? Yeah, I would say, you know, why not go for it? You know, um, I think all too often people, you know, they focus so much on like having a why, right? Like, and I think that's obviously part of the deal, but here's the deal, you know, over the last eight years, I don't have a typical why, you know, in the sense of like most people, Hey, I'm doing it for my kids. Right. Right. Or, Hey, I have a health concern that I got to do this for this, or, Hey, I got to, you know, whatever. Right. So it's like, why not go for it, right? Yeah. All too often in society, you know, people overemphasize, I think, hey, you got to have a why. You got to have some big, like, reason. You got to yeah. have blah, 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 blah. Like, I've always been more of the approach of like, well, I'm going to fucking give it hell. And if something down the road happens, well, all right, I'll deal with that then. Well, isn't and, a why, isn't the biggest why, like, hey, I want to kick ass in life? Yeah. Like, I mean, that isn't that as good of a why as any of them? I mean, I, that, that's yeah, why I, mean, I, I do so. it. You know, like that's why I do it. I do it consistently because one, I feel better. One, I always feel the best that I ha I do when I know I'm doing everything that I can do. So what really gets me with like depression, anxiety issues, which I've been very open about having is when I know I'm not doing what I should be doing and having the discipline to control that and actually do those things, understanding that it helps me find a better place mentally, right. keeps me going. Right. And then you become addicted in a healthy way to improving. And then the ripple effect of that, like, what about your friends? What about your neighbor? Like, bro, I have friends who have stepped up and become better because of this. And I also have friends that I don't really fuck with anymore because they chose to go this other way. Now, I still love them. They're right. good people. But I mean, this is a great, I mean, when you talk about why it's like, I don't know, like living the best fucking life you could possibly fucking live and yep. knowing that like when you die, that you did everything you fucking could to have an awesome life. That's that's the why. That's the why. Right. No. You know? and, and I 100% agree with that. And that's, yeah. you know, what I think. And I think I misspoke is because no, I think, no, no. I, 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 I think I, on the other side, it's yeah. like, okay, you know, the why not? It's like, well, fuck, I already know what it's like to be once again, yeah. where I'm at right now. So yeah. why not fucking chase my potential? Right. And the thing that you, you know, once again, have taught me from, you know, eight years ago, it's like, you know, uncovering your true potential. And it's like, yeah. well, fuck, I'm going to go for that. Right. And I don't have necessarily what a specific is. You said, hey, where's the finish line? I don't know. I'm with you. Yeah. Know. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to run really fucking hard at it and see where the chips fall. Because at the end of the day, like you said, you can lay your head down at night and be like, fuck yeah, I gave it my best. And I have a sense of pride in that. Yeah. Right? And that's built over the, that time of those little Keeping decisions. Keeping those commitments. Absolutely. That's you know? right, bro. And um, your confidence goes up. Your belief in yourself goes up. Your ability to execute goes up because you know you can execute. Yep. You know, I, and I would also say just even this time of year, um, you know, starting tomorrow or whenever or starting today when this comes out, you know, would be something that sets you up for success because it's when most people struggle per se. Right. Yeah. It's when society tells you you should gain a little weight. Right. You know, have all the dessert. If you can fucking do it now. Right. And make it a challenge for yourself. Yeah. They're like, you know what? No, I'm going to take this on. I'm yeah. going to keep my commitment and I'm going to work through it. I'm not worried about Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. 
Fuck, you'll handle those situations when you get to it because if you do it the right way, by the time you get to those decisions, you will have already started to build confidence in yourself. You have already started to build the ability to say no to that bullshit that you had been saying yes to. So you can't look at what you're going to feel or think six or you know six weeks from now. No, you make the decision right now. If you want to fucking get better, you say, yes, I'm going to get better and I'm starting today. And then you attack that day. And then by the time you get to those events that you build up in your brain, you'll be stronger and you'll be better than you are right now. And you'll handle those and you'll be able to get through that and it'll build more fucking confidence. And then by the time that happens, you'll be into the new year. You'll fucking have 75 days of momentum. You'll fucking kick ass. You said key word there, bro, momentum. I think that's one of the key lessons that people who have truly lived this program um, the right way under start. This is what I always hear back, bro, is one of the most powerful skills that these people start to learn is how to create momentum on demand, which dude, what better skill could you have in life than to be able to say, Hey man, I, you, I'm recognizing I'm off right now is when that's going to change. That's a powerful fucking thing, bro. Yeah. Like if you could control that momentum and you could control that and flip it on when you realize that it's sort of dimmed off for a minute, what actually can stop you? You know what I'm saying? Like what can, the only thing that can stop you is you, it sounds cheesy, right? But the only thing that can stop you is you deciding that you want to stop. And by the way, sometimes it's okay to stop, but it, wouldn't you want that stop decision to be a decision and not something that you are just ha happen to fall upon because you made weak decisions? You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So what's, what's your plans from here, bro? Well, I'm in for live hard now. So yeah. uh, do uh, phase one and then you know take my 30 days off, uh, start phase two. Haven't really set a date yet with that because I'm so focused on just hey one day at a time with phase yeah. one. Um, but I know hey I'm going I'm going all the way through. So yeah, that's awesome. So what would you say to someone, man, who's thinking about you know they're hearing this and they're thinking you know I think this might be something I need to do, but I'm not sure. What would you say? Fucking do it. Yeah, I mean it's literally that plain and simple. You yeah. know, and I would you know I would challenge the people that you know might be more similar to me that think that they already are mentally tough or disciplined mm -hmm. or have grit. It's like, okay, well, who says that you can't get better with that, right? And fucking- Bro, I built the fucking program and I get tremendously better every single time. That's what I'm saying. It's not a sales pitch. Like yeah. if it was a sales pitch, there wouldn't be a billion hashtags of fucking 75 hard on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the shit works. Yeah. So if you're thinking about doing it and you're one of these people who is already uh, a successful person, these areas, to your standard, I challenge you to raise your standard. I'm with you. Yeah. Push yourself a little harder through the program. See what you get out of it. You know, one of my favorite things is every time I finish one of these cycles, dude, I am literally the fucking best I've ever been at the oldest I've been. You know, I'm supposed to be getting worse, getting tremendously better. I'm getting jacked, man. Yeah. Whooped everyone's ass around here in the transformation. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there were some people that did good, you know, but uh, I held my own. Yeah. You know? I think I asserted my dominance. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, guys. So that's the show. All right. If you're interested in 75 heart, first of all, bro, thanks for coming on, man. Um, hey, honored to be here. Yeah. I want to bring you back on, uh, maybe when we have someone else who's done the program and, and just talk to them as well, because I, I just love the things that come out of these conversations about this pro because it's never the same, right? It's never the same things that we talk about with everybody. So, um, I would like to have you back to contribute to some of those conversations, uh, in the future on that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so guys, yeah, that's the show. If you're someone who's thinking about doing 75 hard, um, you can go listen to the web or listen to the podcast. It's uh, episode 14 on the real AF feed. You can also go to 75 hard.com. Um, and if you have a story, if you've done the program and you want to be on the podcast, something that you want to share, uh, it's 75 hard at andyforsella.com. Okay. That's an email address. Type that in, tell us your story. Um, explain why you think you'd be a good fit for what we want to talk about. And, uh, maybe we'll get you on, but you know, there's also a book too. It's on andyforsella.com, but you can hear about the program for free on episode 14. Um, and the book just dives much, much deeper in, uh, definitely highly recommend the book, but you don't have to buy it. So, so we'll, where can people find you, man? Because I know people are going to have questions. They're going to want to talk to you. Um, where are you most active on social? 
Yeah, really just Instagram. Okay. Um, and it's very simple. It's at Will Grumke. So my first and last name. So W-I-L-L-G-R-U-M-K-E. Yeah, and you guys should follow him too, man, because uh, he's actually one of my favorite followers just because of the stuff that he writes and, and his captions. Uh, so go to his page, check it out. Uh, give my man a follow and uh, I, I guarantee you won't regret it. So yeah, guys, um, that's the show. I appreciate you guys. If you got value out of the show, which I think you had to have this time, um, share the show, you know, uh, you don't necessarily have to post it, but posts are definitely awesome, but really more so more important, share it with your friends, the people who you think will get value out of it. Give them a text, you know, send them the link. We don't uh, advertise for the show. I don't advertise on the show unless of course it's for my own children's books. Um, then I do it very, uh, generously, but, uh, we spread on word of mouth guys. This is America. If we do a good job, if it's something that you thought was valuable, if it's something that made you better, give us a share. All right? Love you guys. Talk to you next time. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Does a no. Headshot, case closed. Close.